Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello. Hello. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends, the best show. My name is Tom Sharpling, the host of tonight's episode, and I want to ask you right off the top. I know we got a full show. We got uh, John Daly, superstar John Daly's going to be on talking about his music and his new record. Excited for that. We got uh, all the Steely Dan talk. It's going to be you, the listener, convincing me that Steely Dan are good because I, I, I'm not on board. I don't get it. You're going to try to help me get it, or maybe I'll convince you to not get it. That's coming up all throughout the show. And the phone number is 201. Two oh one something. What I don't know. Payette, what are the number? Two oh one three three two three four eight four. Two oh one three three two three four eight four. And it is time for us to start without further ado. The best show. Every weekend, and 
Abraham, güey. What everybody, it's the best show, and my name is Tom, and I'm the host of the show now and forever. We are here in what we call the final iteration of the best show. If we are the White Album right now, what do we listen to? Cream Tangerine. Right? Then we're going to do a whole lot of revolution number nine. Then we forever. But no! No. Fighters fight, and we're here to fight, and we'll keep fighting and doing the show and being funny and having a great time. The phone number 201-332-3484. We got John Daly coming up in a bit. But tonight, tonight we talk about the Dan. Steely Dan, that's right. You know him. And when you smile for the camera, I know I love you, brother. Right? I think they're terrible. You like them. A lot of you like them. Everybody likes them. I'm on the outside looking in on this one. I'm on the outside looking in. I'm sick of it. Sick of it. Sick of there being this gulf between me and you. You love them. I can't stand them. Who's right? Who's right? So, 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 and this all started when suddenly there was like, oh, uh, uh, Bill Callahan and, and, uh, 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 Bonnie Prince Billy just did a, cover of a, a Deacon Blues. Does that make you like him now? Like all the people going to me, does that make you like him now? No! Let's say this. If you like him, God bless you. God bless you, you'll like him. Not for me, man. I don't get it, but I'm ready to get it. I come to you humbly. And you all think, everybody's like, no, you don't mean it. I mean it. I come humble. Humility is a big thing for your guy here. You know the guy with the best show? Humility, big thing? No. What? You don't believe me? You're going to have to believe me. Because all kidding aside, you want to learn stuff? You got to be humble. Got to be ready to listen. And I'm ready to listen to the Steely Dan. And I want you the best show listener, the Steely Dan fan to call. Just tell me what, tell me what works for you about them. And why, what I'm, what I'm missing. Tell me what I'm missing. I'm ready to learn. When I whisper like that, you know, what reminds me of it has to start sometime. It has to start someplace. What better time than now? What better place than here? And what better place than here? I'm in Los Angeles doing the show with the, uh, the kind, uh, generosity of my bros at Forever Dog. Brett. We got Brett. You know Brett. He's the, he's the, the producer of, 
of my other show, Double Threat, which is a a smash hit. Brett, Double Threat's a smash still? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unquestionable smash. Best new podcast of 2020. Numbers are good? Oh, numbers are great. Flagship show for the network? Uh, well on the way. Well on the way. I mean, it's got Don't some stiff me. competition. We've got a very good oh. network, a lot of good shows, but uh, definitely yeah. top of the pile. You want to know what, though? That was the right answer. I would have been bummed if you said, oh, yeah, absolutely, flagship show. You gave the right answer. Thank you, Brett. So, yeah. Steely Dan. Other thing I want to ask first to everybody you know, we got to get rid of when you go to a, a thing like a customer, a play, you go to like a business and then the people at the business go, um, go, uh, Oh, you might get asked to do a survey and can you, uh, give me all fives on that? And I'm not putting the people down. This ain't the workers fault. They didn't design the system. They're imprisoned by this system. They are on the, on the suffering side of, of that, of that system. When you got, uh, people go, uh, they're gonna, they want, please, I'm asking you, please just give all fives. They're gonna ask you on a, on a, uh, one to five, what you, uh, what you, how you rank the service you got. And if you could give all fives, that'd be a huge help. Because first of all, these businesses, if the people ask, if you're coming up with some dumb plan where it's just like, well, we are really going to lean heavily on evaluating our employees by the automated responses from our, uh, from the, from the post transactional survey we conduct. That's, that's the, the, you force them to do a workaround on it. You force them to do a workaround. They ain't got no choice. They got to do a workaround. So they do a workaround. They go right to the customer and say, yeah, can you give all fives, please? But the look on their face, it's like, it's like, please, sir, can I have some more? Is it, can I have some more? Or can I have another? Cause I think, and this is great expectations. I thought it originally, I thought it wouldn't, when it was, when it was slopped that they were getting put in the bowl, uh, he, that, uh, what's his face, uh, the kid was like, uh, what's the kid's name again? Kirby? Her, her I can't even remember in that thing. Um, but he's like, please, uh, can I have some more? He, uh, it's cause it's, it's slop in the bowl. But then I did see one production where they were giving out cinnamon rolls. And I think that's why I thought he said, please, sir, can I have one more? Like he wanted a second cinnamon roll. If we could get some clarity on that, I would appreciate it. Also, we just heard from Car Seat Headrest. That's right, from their album. Teens of Denial, four years ago that came out. We heard Joe gets kicked out of school for using drugs with friends but says this isn't a problem. It's one of the all-time great albums, one of the all-time great bands. And they were ahead of the curve when the the one uh, fellow in the band was wearing a, a gas mask last year. Everybody's like, what's this all about? He knew. Will Toledo knew. 
Will Toledo knew. Get that, uh, get that out in the world that the guy from, uh, car seat headrest knew about coronavirus. It's a good band, man. Wanted to see him play live this year. One of the many bands didn't get to see live because that, uh, show down did not happen. Other things to keep you abreast of, we are launching a new sticker over at the Patreon, American Flag USA Best Show sticker for everybody who is donating to the show over Patreon, which, by the way, is the only way the show makes money, Patreon. Patreon.com slash the best show. That's how we make money. We ain't got no ads. Even though people want ads, we ain't got no ads. Somebody wrote me with an ad, with a business proposition that I thought was quite tempting, but then I'm going to pass on it said, the feature film body swap would love to sponsor the best show with Tom Sharpling. Yeah, I'm not doing this. I'm looking at it right now. Body swap. No thanks. Movie could be a great movie. God bless you, filmmakers of body swap. Can't advertise on this. Wait, did they just do an ad on the show? Oh no. Did I just do? Ay, ay, ay. So anyway, you go to patreon.com slash the best show. And if you're given five bucks by December 1st, you We'll get one of those stickers in a $5 or more. Best show sticker, go in the mail to you. And we'll send other stickers. And I know people are waiting for patches and buttons and stuff. We're getting all that back on track. So just you're on the Patreon, drop me a little line. We're making sure everybody gets what they're entitled to get. And also make sure that your address is updated on the Patreon, please. The instructions I put up uh last night. As a post on Patreon, so you can check that out to show how you make sure you have a your current address listed so we can get you your sticker. Because some people giving at the $5 level did not give addresses. That's how that went. Because um, they didn't... Uh, they didn't ask for it when they signed up. So we want to make sure you get what you want. So... Swing that over this way to the Patreon and get that best show sticker designed by artistic superstar Jeff T. Owens. We love you, Jeff. My metal hand. Check him out. Support him. He rules. And I know we said we were going to do uh like a white whale thing this week where if there was a a song or, or something you could not place. We're going to turn it over to the listeners. We're not going to do that this week. Hang tight. That idea will come. It got knocked off the board by Tom versus Dan, the Steely Dan showdown standoff. Dandoff. Is it a dandoff or a standoff? Okay, it's a standoff. Pat, any calls? Yes, sir. Throw me one, please. If only I could sustain my anger, right? 
I take, I take a hard walk out of the line because you're mine. No, I walk the line. Now I recognize it. Who's this? This is Caroline in Brooklyn. Hey, Tom. Caroline? In Brooklyn. Caroline in Brooklyn. Caroline says, right? Uh, Stephanie? No, it's yeah. Stephanie says. No, there's a Caroline says. Oh, I know there is. I sang the wrong one, though. They're all the same. There's a Candy says and a Caroline says and a Lisa says. I think Candy says is the best. A lot of people were sezzing to uh, Mr. Lou Reed back then. Yeah, and he had something to say about it. He did. What's going on, Caroline? How are you tonight? Well, I'm great. I'm really, uh, I'm really excited that you're doing the show tonight, actually, because I have one for the topic. What do you got? All right. Well, I've been working on this all day, so I appreciate it, first and foremost. I think a lot of people don't like Steely Dan because their fans are insufferable, and I count myself among them. I should just say that right off the bat. I acknowledge it. It's a problem. So that's one of the strikes against them. And then the other one, I think, is that at the time when they came out, like record labels didn't really know what to do with that fusion-y sound, so they were presented as a rock band. And for mm-hmm. people who like rock from that era, which has a lot of iconic properties, Billy Dan is, like, not that. You know, they have guitars, like, they've got riffs and stuff, but they're not, like, a straight-ahead rock band. So probably a lot of people picked that up and they were like, oh, this is going to be a cool new rock band named after something in a William Burroughs novel. And then they turn it on and it was like smooth jazz. So I get that. I think that contributes to the bad rep. In their defense, I will say, one, they don't take themselves very seriously, which is great because they're ridiculous and nobody does. They hate hippies, which I think a lot of sensible, good music acts do. They worked with a litany of fantastic musicians from different disciplines. You still hear their music on rock radio. You hear it on soul radio stations and R&B stations. And sometimes you hear it at dance parties because they've got a couple songs you can groove to. And they both are just like two sardonic, nebbishy Jewish guys from New Jersey who love the Marx Brothers and like beatnik literature and bad pulp fiction. Well, and they well, came up through the Brill Building too. So Caroline, I got to say, Caroline, you just convinced me. You're kidding. I like them less than I did before the show started. Wow. <laughs> no, look, I know all this stuff. Now it's my turn to talk, Caroline, and you listen to what I gotta say. Can't wait. Look, I know what it's like. To like something, and I know what it's like to not like something, to not get, to not have it work for you, to, to, for it to elude you. The thing you cannot connect with, I know what that's like. Mm-hmm. You, you try, you, you push, you focus, you poke at it, you circle it, you go in this side, that side, trying to find some entry point to where it makes sense. And then you're just left, it just leaves you like, Empty, empty. It's like empty inside. Is there something wrong with me? With yeah, that? I have so many of those, like across and, different mediums. And that's fandom. That's fandom, Caroline. Yeah. You, you're just like you watch all these other people being fans of the thing and getting it and loving it and having a good time, 
And I'm going to say this. I know everybody out there listens to think old Tom is a crab apple, right? I don't is that what they is that what they think, Caroline? You can say it. I think people think you're discerning. I wouldn't say. No, you're no, no. Do you be honest? But did they? What's the word on the street? Old Tom's a crab apple. I don't think discerning and crab apple are mutually exclusive. Let's say that. Okay. All right. Do you think old Tom's a crab apple? Personally, no. Thank you. Well, you could. I, I would be fine with either. I don't. I think you you're thing about fandom is totally accurate too because it's like you know the more somebody tells me to watch a great tv show the less likely i am to like it or mm-hmm. watch it at all i hate when people think they know what i like and i think for you too people probably make a lot of assumptions based on like the music you play and the things you talk about like it's annoying when people prod you like that mm-hmm. well look there's fans there's fan uh, there's fan fandoms star wars and dc and yeah Beyonce and the Stanley Kubrick and uh, the Statler brothers. Well, maybe less on yeah, the Statler. It's canonical stuff. It's kind of like 101, though, a lot of that stuff. Not to, not but, to- but, that's, but those are the fandoms that are insanely so focused and they're so locked in, and that's when you start to watch it, and you, the fandom overtakes the thing that they are fans of, and you get turned off by the fandom, and the yeah. thing itself is not what you're focusing on anymore. You're focusing on the fandom. Well, the fandom diminishes the thing itself, too, if the fans are awful. And to your point, it's, you know, it's not just Steely Dan fans. It's not just Marvel fans. It's like fandom in and of itself is the thing that, like, wrecks the art for you, you know? They're like, because they're always like, the what what runs beneath the surface on that is there's a certain kind of smirky, smug satisfaction where they're like, I know what the score really is. And, oh, you don't. And you're like, so it just makes you push back harder if you're, if you're uh, somebody of a certain mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's where I, I look, I can say this. I've heard every Steely Dan album, every <laughs> single one of them I've heard, except for the most, the recent trash. Listen to all of them. Like you've taken the time to like sit down and listen. Oh, to yeah. One. Every single one of them. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. when, you're, when you're outside the thing, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and you're trying to just like you're trying to say like, is it? Am I am I missing some sort of gene that makes this make sense? Are they truly right and I'm truly wrong? I don't know what what it is. And then sometimes you're just like, no, I just think it's terrible, and I think they're misguided. <laughs> And it's like you think of somebody like, to me, the top of the pyramid is Frank Zappa. That's top of the pyramid. one of those things that people who love Frank Zappa, like, love that they love Frank Zappa. And I live with someone who likes Frank Zappa, and, I, and I, I'll dabble, but I'm not, like, a devotee. So when it's mm-hmm. on, I'm usually like, oh, is this Frank Zappa? I'm never in the mood for it. I'm never like, you know what I could go for is some Zappa right now, you know. I feel like they should play Frank Zappa only at places where you're already frustrated to then see what happens if people start fighting. Like if you're like, at like the car dealership, like the, like the service center, you're getting your car, like you're waiting all day for your car to get fixed, sitting in like that lobby with the coffee and like the old magazines and you're just sitting and you're already mad. You're already afraid you're going to pay 
$1,300 for your car to get fixed. And it's just like, it's already was supposed to be fixed two hours ago. Suddenly it's like something you heard just like, boom, 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 I went to the toilet, toilet, right? And then you're just like, yeah. I mean, I'm imagining like Good Morning America, like on mute on like a tiny TV in the waiting room, but like over Good Morning America is the most like screeching, weird time signature, purposely out there stuff you've ever heard. It's the last, or even like the, the grocery store, like next Wednesday, right? The day before Thanksgiving and like everyone's trying to get turkey and stuffing. And then they just play down like, I can't even name a Frank's. Oh, Oh, uh, Grand Wazoo. They play Grand Wazoo. At top volume, be really cool, right? Um, look, I like, and I, I get it because I'm on the other side of this. There's things I'm fans of that I've talked to people where they're just like, I don't get it, man. Like, like what? Robert Wyatt, Danielson oh, family. Love Robert Wyatt. But there's plenty of people who don't like him. Well, they're weird. people are just like, oh, that gets on my, that guy's voice drives me nuts. Yeah. And then, like, Danielson family, I love them to death. And then there'd be people I would try to turn them on to it, and they would just be like, I don't get it, man. I don't know what to tell you. Are they people that, like, you, you know, you've got a pretty good handle on their Oh, on yeah. Like, They're people. I was not dro- I, I wasn't dropping on my mother. Sure. My mother listened to, to uh, Ruth is Stranger Than Rich, uh, Richard. Yeah. Well, now you're, it's, you know what it is, is the prodded has become the prodder. Mom, what you have to understand is he was in soft machine, then he was in matching mole, and then he fell out a window <laughs> and he became paralyzed. He wasn't a drummer anymore, but then he started singing and Nick Mason produced him, and then they did a Drury Lane concert and Andy Summers, and then they, when he went on top of the pops, they just didn't want him on because he's, he's in a wheelchair. And no. So I get it. It's a tough self. I've been on both sides. Yeah, of course. And that's why I come, that's why I come to you, Caroline, and to the audience. I say, hat in hand, teach me. But I also say, like the, like Dr. William H. Joel said, DDS. Of course. (laughs) You may be right. I may be crazy, but I may be right. And you may be crazy. Yeah. Takes all kinds of people to make a world, doesn't it? So what's a, um, what's a song I gotta listen to? Like by Steely Dan or in general? By Steely Dan. Well, I mean, you like more rockier stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, Don't Take Me Alive would be a good one or My Old School. They're both very guitar driven. Don't Take Me Alive. What album's that on? I believe Don't Take Me Alive is on Countdown to Ecstasy, but I know some neckbeard is going to pop into my mentions and be like, oh, actually. So let's just go with Countdown to Ecstasy. And uh, my old school, might, it might also be on that record of Katie Wise. Look, they all blur together. I've heard them all. Like, they all blur together. Oh, yeah. I know this song. Like, doesn't this sound on some level like bad Paul Simon? 
I think it's a, everything they do is satire. Like their whole thing is that they hate themselves and they hate the people that love them and they hate all the cool people that they couldn't be. So it's, it's satirical. And I think that that tone is also something that puts people off. You know, they're just like the kid in the back of the class that's got a smart. But what is that a set? What is that satire on? The actual music. It's a satire, I think, well, it's a song about when they were in school at, at uh, I believe, Bard, which is in Annandale on Hudson in New York. And, yeah, I know. Now I know. Go with these eggheads. They're eggheads, right? I, well, yeah, they had, um, shall we say, rather humble beginnings, though. So it's kind of a bootstrap Horatio Alger thing. Anyway, let's not get off topic. No, we're, that's on topic. Because you're, uh, to, you're talking to Charlie Bootstraps up in here. Yeah, well, in that case, then maybe you would appreciate they had a very, very hard early lives. Where did they grow up in New Jersey? I want to see where they grew up. I'll tell you how hard of a life they had. Nobody had a harder life in New Jersey than I did. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. And I'm not implying that uh, that they had it nearly as hard as you. But I remember. I he's also not a good singer. He's like He's like a Roger Waters level singer. I mean, yeah, there are plenty of singers that everybody likes or that a lot of people like that don't have great voices, you know? I'm fully, I'm fully aware of that. Yeah. Um, Where is Steely Dan from? Annandale on Hudson, New York. No, that's where their school was. Okay. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Where did Dan, where do we want to look for? Where did where no, did on Wikipedia? Where did what's the guy's name in it again? Walter Becker. Dan Fagan. Don Fagan. Don Fagan. Grow up. He's a weird, a real weird one. He's a All right. Nah, I could picture them uh, rolling a hoop down the street with a stick. Yeah. Tying a couple of, like, empty cans to a cat's tail. Yeah, I, I definitely picture him doing that. Yeah. <laughs> now, look, I'm from New Jersey, too. You don't see me being satirical about everything. Well, actually, you do, but so, sorry. Never mind. Take that off the table. New Jerseyans have a very broad sense of humor. I think it's something in the uh, the water there or something in the cranberries. Is it the cranberry that's the state fruit? His dad was an accountant. They weren't poor. They moved to Fairlawn. Nah, this guy's got money. I don't buy it. I don't buy anything with this Fairlawn accountant father. Nope. Sorry, Caroline. Taking that one off the table. 
Yeah, of course. He was rolling rolling a silver-plated hoop down the street. No rich person ever became a good rock singer or musician. No, that's not true. Are you sure? 80% of them are rich. Well, now they are. They're famous rock musicians. Mm -hmm. Who's a rock singer that grew up loaded? Not kids of rock singers, but like, you know, from the uh, 70s or whatever. Uh, Mr. David Crosby. Whoa, really? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Jim Morrison. Wow, really? Oh, a lot of those hippie guys, huh? Yeah, man. They had money. Yeah. What happened in the dream, huh? Not my dream. Yeah, not mine either. And not Steely Dan, for that matter. All right, Carolyn, this is a great call. Hey, thanks, Tom. Have a good night. Have a great night. What do we got, Pat? I'm going to line one. Best show. Hi, Tom. It's Tommy in Portland. Tommy in Portland, what's up? Not much. How are you doing? Not a whole lot. Right on. Well, what's going on tonight? I just got off work. Going to uh, heat up some Trader Joe's frozen cuisine. Trader Joe's? What is it? You got? What are you getting? Uh, like uh, butter chicken, like Indian food from Trader Joe's. And what are you throwing out in the microwave? Uh, conventional oven. Mmm. You're fancy. That is very fancy. Right. What can I, uh, what can I do for you, Chief? Well, I actually had a, a white whale song, but I heard you're not doing that, so I'll, I'll keep uh, For it. you, I'll do it since you are on hold. Well, what can I do for you? Oh, man, I appreciate it. It's, um, it's this, like, 60s kind of soul song. Kind of vibe, May 60s, early 70s, and it's got a horn section, and the melody goes kind of like, like the bass. Okay. It's kind of just like that for a while. So that's all, that's probably what I got. Tried to Shazam it, but asked people, but I don't, I don't know what it is. How long have you been wanting to place this song? A couple of years now, I think. Sing on. it again? What kind of singer? Uh, like soul singer. I think it's a male singer. And where did you first hear this song? Do you remember? What was that? Do you remember where you heard this song to give us context for where it might have been heard, played? I think on a radio station, on a local radio station. All right. So if anybody knows what song that is, tweet tweet it out if you can place it. Ah, that's so awesome. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. Thank you, Best Show Community. Yeah. All right, buddy. (laughs) We'll talk to you later. Going to line five, Tom. All right. Hello, Best Show. Best Show. Hey, 
and sneakers and a pina colada, my friends, stomping on the avenue by Radio City. You know, that's where Big Star got that album title. What 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 album title? Radio City? Radio Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got wait, what is the song? Sing that again? Bad sneakers and a pina colada, my friend, stomping on the avenue by Radio City. Um, okay. I didn't know they were I didn't I would not have placed Big Star as huge Steely Dan fans. Oh yeah, huge. I mean you can hear it in the grooves, right? You can't. You can't hear any oh, of that I in the group. I can hear it, totally hear it. Oh yeah. Sure. Well, who am I talking to? Uh, Tom, this is Shep in Great Newbridge Shoals. Shep in Great Newbridge Shoals. Yeah. I've never, I don't think I've ever spoken to anybody from Great Newbridge Shoals before. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's an acquired taste here. It's, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's probably the grittiest area of Newbridge. And, uh, you know, it's down and dirty and it's got that stank on it. Ooh. Stank. That I know, is... but I'll tell you, things are things have taken off since the uh, Junior Demolition Derby Hall of Fame opened. Oh, is that where that is? It is, yes. And I'm sure you heard that Timmy Lindquist was here. I don't know who that is. Oh, he was the 1982 Junior Smasher of the Year. Oh, and it, what is, is it? Was he have a plaque up in the place or something? Yeah, it's one of those things. You know how how they have like the uh, the footprints or the handprints. You know at, at uh, Grauman's Chinese Theater. Mm-hmm. It's like that, but they do a face print. A face print into concrete. Yes, the yeah. cement. And, and it's yeah, they really skimp on on the quality of the of the cement, so they have to put their faces in there for like it's like two hours. It's sick. Two. How Dude. do they survive? I don't know. I guess they have like some straws. Oh, well, that sounds very dangerous. It is. Yeah, you should see the, the the footage of it. Oh my god, it's triple X. No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of a movie I was watching. Forget it. Shep, I, I, uh, yeah, I got to make it out to that to that uh, Hall of Fame though. You got to check it out. Hey, man, I I know you're talking about the Dan. I love your show, but I, I want to make one suggestion if that's cool. Okay. What? What? Would it kill you to play? Would it kill you to play some blind Joe Reynolds? Well, Shep. I mean, this really isn't a music show, like a regular kind of music radio show. It's we play a song here and there, but um, it's more of a it's more of a call and talk show. Uh, okay, that's too bad. I, I bet a lot of your listeners would love to hear hear him or some Cal Cal Davenport. Uh, I don't know who that is. You're kidding. Yeah. Cow Cow Davenport. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go a little more, uh, mainstream. How about, uh, some little, Witt- little Willie Littlefield? Uh, I'm thinking of Goofy Dust Blues, which is, of course, the flip side of the Falling Tear single. I don't know it. All right. How about, uh, Luther Johnson? And obviously I'm talking about, Snake Boy Johnson, uh, not Luther Guitar Junior Johnson or Luther House Rocker Johnson. Those guys are absolute charlatans. Uh, what about Smokey Smothers? Smokey Smothers? I don't know who that is. Yeah, 
Oh, come on. Blind, blind and dumb man blues. And make sure it's the one from 61 on federal, okay? Uh, I, I don't know it. I don't know it. I don't know Luther Johnson or Smokey Smothers. All right, what about Fannie Mae Goosby? Uh, I believe my man has got a rabbit leg. Don't I don't know it. All right, well, let's forget the old stuff. How, how about how about something newer? You got any uh, Booba Barnes? Who? Booba Barnes. Booba oh, Barnes? Okay. Uh, yes. Oh, my God. How about uh, right, just, just throw on a Calvin Fuzz Jones record? I don't know. I don't know who that is. Okay, how about uh, I Want Some of Your Pie by Blind Boy Fuller? I, I don't, I'm not familiar. All right, what about Lightning Hopkins, Let Me Play With Your Poodle? I don't know that song. Oh, my God. Okay, uh, let's make it a little easier. How about, uh, what about Willie Big Eye Smith? Sorry. Barbecue Bob? Sorry. Peg Leg Sam? Don't know it. What about Scrapper Blackwell? I, I don't know. Lazy Lester? Sorry. Louisiana Red? Not familiar. Sunnyland Slim? I don't know him. Uh, all right, we'll just play some Big Smoky Smothers. I don't have any. I don't know who that is. All right, how about uh, Monin Bobby Mayer, the Blues Bear? Not familiar. Little Smoky uh, Smothers? Mm-mm. Little Max Simmons? I, I'm not familiar. Sorry. All right, what about Little Brother Montgomery? I don't know who that is. Boogie Woogie Red? No. All right, how about uh, Frankie Half Pint Jackson? Not familiar. Hip Link Chain? I don't know Hip Link Chain. All right, what about Robert Nighthawk? No. Shaky Jake Harris? No. Washboard Sam? No. Washboard Willie? No. What about Slim Harpo? No. What about Memphis Slim? No. How about Bumblebee Slim? No. Buster Pickens? No. All right, how about some uh, Backward Sam Furk? No. Barkin' Bill Smith? No. Oh, right, you got to have some Bull City Red. No. H-Bomb Ferguson? No. Oh, my God. How about uh, Bo Weevil Jackson? Got to have that. I don't. Sorry. I mean. I'm tapped tapped out. Okay. I mean, I got to take it. Those are all pretty obscure artists. I can't can't believe you have a a radio show and, and, and... you're completely ignorant of this stuff. Tom, 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 these are the building blocks of modern music. I mm-hmm. mean, you've got to know this. you got to know this stuff if you claim an even tenuous relationship with, uh, with popular music. I mean, I agree with you completely. There's a, that's foundational music. I don't know any of those artists. I've been doing this show for forever. 25 years I've been in radio and I don't know any of those artists. How do you even find out about Blues artists that obscure. I I don't know. I guess it's you know just decades of learning and living the blues. You've heard of people who who are steeped in the blues, right? 
Yes, I've heard of people who've referred to themselves as being steeped in the blues. Well, I'm submerged in the blues. I live, eat, walk, talk, and, and frankly, fart the blues. But Ugh. I don't like that. You don't like it at all? A little bit? No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. Look, sure, there are times I wonder if I've wasted my life in pursuit of becoming the best blues man I can possibly be, but then my band starts grooving, and I know I made the right decision. Wait, so you actually, you have a band? I what, sure what do. It, what's your band called? We're called Shep Needledork and the Pure Blues Rampage. Why? Shep Needledork? Yeah. That's your last name? Just like it sounds. Yeah, just like it sounds. Okay. Yeah. Look, I, I know it's not the coolest last name, but, you know, I'm the last of the Needledorks. And my old man made me and my wife, Janine, promise we'd do everything we could to keep the Needledork name alive. Yeah, was that a rough one as a kid? Oh, my God. Insane. I mean, teachers were beating me up. Because your last name was Needle Dork. Yeah, they were just like, you know, like the first day of school, they, you know, they read all the names and, you know, um, Tim, Timmy Anderson here, blah, blah, blah. They get to mine without fail. They start looking around. This is back in the day of, you know, of, of Alan Funt and Candid Camera. To mm -hmm. a teacher, they all thought they were on Candid Camera. Uh-huh, but you're, you're just sitting there being like, uh, no, that's my real name, sir. That's how I talked back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, they didn't like, uh, they, they got a good laugh out of your name. I'm sorry about that, Shep. That's okay. The kids read me too, and I'd be like, oh, please stop doing that. I can't help what my last name is. Can't believe I talked like that back then. So geeky. Yeah. That, but, you know, look at you now. Right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, do you want to hear one of our songs? Um, yeah, yeah, sure. Killer, killer. Um, all right, strap yourself in. This one is called Sanctified Blues Man. And I, I hope you got your blues, sh uh, shoes on because this is the, this thing has the skank on it. All right, here you go. Shep? Shep? Thank you, right? Yeah, you love it? Shep? Yeah. Yeah, I gotta say, that was not as, there was not as much stank on that as I would have thought. Um. Wait, what? You gotta, you gotta forgive me for saying this, but, um, you seem like you're a walking encyclopedia of the blues. But after hearing, have you ever actually heard the blues? Um, define heard. 
You know what herd means, Shep. Well, I've heard of herd mentality. Is it, is it like that? No, it's not like that. It's herd. Have you ever heard the blues? No. Why? Why on earth? I don't know what's going on here then. You just listed uh, about 80 blues names, as obscure as you could get, but you don't actually know what they sound like? And you were very condescending about it also. That's another thing. Oh, I don't know. Look, truthfully, I'm... I'm pretty new to the blues, all right? And I've, I've been completely absorbed in this cool blues encyclopedia I found in the basement. And I don't know, I just love all that I've learned about. I could read about it forever. And I, look, I know that's cheating if I've never actually heard any of the fairly large handful of artists I mentioned earlier. It was more than a handful. I said a large handful. Okay. Well, okay. It was more, I thought it was more than a large handful. Okay. Two scoops. All right. Look, I, I know it's weird, but I, I, I tell you, that book has really kept me occupied these, these last eight months. You know, it's, it's, uh, it feels like I've been stuck in this house for decades, right? Well, look, I understand that completely. You're not going to get any argument from me. It's like this quarantine has been just so hard on everybody. What quarantine? Wait, what What did you just say? I said, what quarantine? What are you talking about? What quarantine? Are you joking? No. You're not joking. No, no, no. What, you're, what, you're, what? You don't know what the, you don't know the, the quarantine that's been going on around the country and the world of people holed up in their homes avoiding the coronavirus. What? No, that sounds like a movie. Are you thinking of Outbreak? No, I'm not thinking of the movie Outbreak. No, there's, it's been going on since March. How is this I new? I know what you're, you're thinking of the Andromeda strain, which I, I've never seen, so I don't know what it is, but it sounds like that. Is that what it, what it it's is? It's not. I don't know what Andromeda strain is about either, but I know that this is not a movie. Okay. How is this is news to you? you? But you said you've been felt like you've been stuck in the house for decades. Well, replace it feels like I've been stuck in the house for decades with I have been stuck in the house for decades, and you're closer to the truth. So wait, hold on. So you haven't left your house for actual decades? That's right. Yeah. I mean, well, that's. A, are you okay? Do you do you need help with anything? Oh no no no! I'm I'm fine. You know my my daddy is a bit stern, and he prefers I not leave the house. Wait, your your daddy? Yes. How how old are you, Shep? I'm fifty eight. Why? Well, how old is your dad? He's one hundred and three. Why? Okay, well, that's very weird right off the top, but, um, okay, well, hold on. The, um, the song you played was called what again? Sanctified Blues Man. Cause that's, 
now that I'm thinking about it, that was a Paul Collins beat song, I think. Rock and Roll Girl. All right, you got me. Tom, I I I don't really have a band. You don't have a band. I thought I I don't. I I thought you'd be impressed that I have a blues band because, you know, it's a proven fact that having a blues band is A, the biggest turn on for women, and B, the thing that men respect most. That's a proven fact? Oh, yeah. I've done my research. Now you do yours. Okay. that's Well, that's not how research... Don't do too much research. Yeah, that a blues band is the biggest turn-on for women and the thing men admire the most. No. Yeah, you've heard those... those those stories about Stevie Ray Vaughan's bassist walking into a club and the women just walking up and pawing themselves. I've never heard that any of those stories. Well, it, it probably happened. To Stevie Ray Vaughan's bassist. Yes, I think his name was Tony, Tony Shanahan. Is that his name? I don't know. I don't know what his name was. I don't know the bassist know. from Stevie Ray Vaughan's band. What's going on here, Shep? It's, it's a it's a forgivable sin. Look, my dad is weird. Okay, I'm straight up truth on that. He absolutely hates rock and roll, but he has a giant petrified H on for women he sees as quote troublesome and quote chronically delinquent. All right, that's right. Okay. Getting, it's getting stranger now. It, I, look, it, it's my life. It's all I know. Daddy was raised flagrant Quaker, and to Daddy, that song Rock and Roll Girl by the Paul Collins Beat is the audio encapsulation of his deepest, filthiest, caramel cravings. It's sick. What kind of cravings? Uh, Caramel. Caramel cravings. Like that movie, Knowledge with it. Carnal. What is it? Not caramel. Carnal cravings. No, it's not. It's not like a corn kernel. It's it's caramel. The cravings are caramel. No, they're carnal. C a r n a l. Dude, you need to watch that movie, uh, Car- Caramel Knowledge. It, it's Anne Margaret. She works in a caramel factory, and then Art Garfunkel. He comes in and he sweeps her off his feet, and the whole thing was ripped off for an officer and a gentleman. Later, he comes into the factory. You know, You're, Shep, I don't know what to tell you. That, that's not what that movie's about. I don't get any of this. Okay. Your daddy daddy thought that that Paul Collins beat song is the filthiest thing he ever heard. Yes. Basically, that song is his version of pornography. And and Rock and Roll Girl is the only record he allows in the home. And between you and me? Yeah. There are times late at night where I, I hear him playing the song on his little uh, his little portable record player, and he's moaning in the weirdest aged ecstasy. It's pretty disturbing. That sounds horrifying. It's like, yeah. Sometimes he says my name, which I hate. Okay, just I'm straight up, I hate that, you know. And it's just like, oh, forget it, please. That is. Um... Very troubling. I can't believe that you let your 
your I'm not going to call him your daddy like you do. Your your father, this 103 year old man, is running your life to this degree. Well, look, it's daddy's house, and he runs a ship tighter than Dick's hat band. God, I love that phrase. That's just, it's, oh, I love that phrase. Anyway, and if, if daddy wants me to never leave this house and do his bidding, what other recourse do I have? Well, you're, 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 you're an adult. Why don't, you can't just leave? Well, daddy controls all the finances and I'll tell you, his grip on the purse strings is tighter than Dick's hat band. I could say that all night and never get tired of it. Yeah. Uh, please don't. Well, look, it, look, I know this whole situation is not healthy and frankly, it, it's, it's a real Hitchcock psycho situation if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is, this is a very, uh, troubling situation. Very weird. Um, wait, you, wait, you said it's a psycho situation with your, with your I did, dad? Yeah. yeah. You mean, but in the movie Psycho, Norman Bates' mother turns out that she's dead and the corpse is sitting in a chair the whole time. Is that right? Because, because Daddy wouldn't let me see that film because it, it shows a shower, and to Daddy, a shower drain is also full-on pornography. Daddy, your your, your father has some uh, very very extreme views of of what constitutes uh, pornography. He really does. He, as far as he knows, I haven't bathed since I was a teenager. I, I sneak I sneak in a little bath here and there. Mm-hmm. Here and there. Hey, so. Here and there, yeah, yeah. Once every, uh, that's a fortnight. That is like four months, because that's what I do. Ooh, okay. Okay. Wait, wait. So I'm thinking about this. Are you floating the idea that that my daddy is, if not dead, too too decrepit to really stop me if I left the house? Yeah, you know, I'm gonna say uh, with him being 103. Yeah, I think it's a it's a pretty 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 real possibility. Oh my God, Tom! I I can't thank you enough. It's like I feel like you you've clipped the chains from my ankles and and my hands. Oh my God! I I think I'm going to do it. I really think I'm going to do it. Really? This? Yeah, this is going to be the the first day of the rest of my life. And Tom, I owe it all to you. Well. That is, that is, uh, you know, I, I want the best for you. You know, I'm rooting for you. That, that means a lot to me. And, and uh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Here we go. I'm going to make a break for it. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> F you old man. Oh, <laughs> Nope, he's alive and he's positively murderous. Thanks a lot, Tom. Shep? 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 I think we lost Shep. That's weird. That's a weird one. Actually, I have some unanswered questions. I wanted to find out about the rest of the family. Weird stuff. We're already getting some reports on that song for that uh, young man. 
who called earlier, he said people are saying it's an Otis Redding song called. That's the song, young man. That young guy named Tommy is listening. I think we might have found your song. Best show listeners coming through for you. Pat, any other calls? Full phone bank. Give me one. And we got, is our guest anywhere to be found? Not yet. Who's that? This is Dudio. Oh, oh, hi, Dudio. Hi, Tom. This is one of these Steely Dan fans, this Dudio. <laughs> I loves them. I do. I do love them. But you know they, you know they're awful, right? Oh, I know they're awful. I know they're completely terrible, but I, I do love them. Yeah. It's another one of those, uh, you know, Gary Gore classics that he'd crank every Saturday. Your dad would prank Steely Dan? He pranked them every Saturday. He had Walter Becker's uh, home phone, uh-huh. and uh, it was his favorite thing to do. And then all the calls ended when Dad died. So, you think that you think that Walter Becker would have noticed the West Virginia phone number coming up yet again <laughs> on a weekend? I don't know. I don't, I think this was the, in the time before uh, everyone uh, had caller ID. That's when hey, prank Dad. calling was good. Hey, Daddy, we go. You going to prank him again? Some say he was the red of classic rock. Jason's papa. Yeah. Gary Gore. The, uh, the, uh, hey, dad. <laughs> dad, we go to prank him. That's exactly how I would say it. Dad, it's Saturday. Daddy, it's Saturday. We go to prank, go to prank Walter Becker. Show him how we do it in West Virginia. Just out on the porch. Call, Pat. Pat, give me a call, please. We have another one on line five. And let me know when. Uh, wait, uh, not, uh, is is it our guest? I'm not sure, uh, Jason. You're saying uh, not yet on your end, correct? He is joining momentarily. All right. Well, let me take a call while you get him set up. Not line five, though. Okay. Here's line one. You're on with Tom. Hello, Bashow. Hey Tom, how you doing? Oh, this is Zach. Who's, who's this? Who's this? This is Zach in Atlanta. Zach in Atlanta, you know where I stand on the uh, on the the Steely Dan, right? Is that what you're calling about? I am. I'm I'm here in support of Team Dan, though. You're calling up in support. See, even just saying Team Dan is a turnoff. Uh, yeah, it's true. It is, you know. I'm not in support of Team Dan fans, but I am in support of the band itself. I mean, you kind of have to temper your your uh, your expectations for this band a little bit, I guess. So, what do your what do you maniacs do when you go see these concerts? When you're at the Beacon Theater watching them do a run of shows, you all seem to hate the fans. 
You all think that the other fans are the worst. Oh, they're in complete, you know, despise the fans. But, but you all say that. Rock and roll, and sometimes rock and roll punches you in the gut. Sometimes it's a suplex. Uh, you know, their music's more like if rock and roll was like a, a warm bowl of beef consomme. No, their 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 uh, thing is like if you ordered a tuna melt and it showed up cold at the table, <laughs> and then you asked if they could bring it back, and then they bring it back. There's an ice cube on top of it. Can you warm this up. Yeah, I mean, but a cold tuna fish sandwich is good. I mean, sometimes you go into a basement with the wood paneling and there's a beanbag chair down there, and sometimes you go into the basement and there's a collection of Ships in a bottle. So what am I missing here? Tell me what I'm missing. Teach me. Well, you know, okay, so if you, everybody knows that the, the first Steely Dan record is unlike the other records. You know, they're, they're a little, it's a little bit more, uh, it's less pretentious, maybe. Um, the first know, record is called what now? Countdown to Ecstasy? No, the first record can't buy a thrill. Um, can't buy a thrill. And this record has on it. See, this is one of those records because Steely Dan, like the first time I heard them, I, I was on the radio. I would have heard them on classic rock radio. Would have heard sure reeling in the years and do it again, both on this first album. But the thing is. I went, I was just like, no, well, these are serviceable songs. But to me, they were no different than like, they, they, they sounded like overplayed versions of like Jerry Rafferty songs. Woman, right down the line. Like that's better. That's like a, he can get caught. A, if he's playing that song, he had to, no, Jerry Rafferty didn't do all that stuff. It sounds it's uh so I got I got a, a cassette of of the one with the uh the Katie Lied. It's the first thing I bought by them. I thought it was it just sounded like it sounded just like overly it just sounded so stuffy and boring to me as a kid. And look, I'm a kid. I don't get it. It's not for me necessarily, but it didn't click for me. I knew the hits on the radio, but then as an adult, people started being like, oh yeah, I love Steely Dan. Other people would be like, no, Steely Dan are awful. Like there was a definite demarcation line there between the people that liked them and the people that didn't. Then suddenly one day, all these people start going, I like Steely Dan now. I like Steely Dan. I, I think I like Steely Dan. Then you go from that to, oh man, the Dan. They're calling them the Dan. And then it was just off to the races where it's like, oh, you're dumb. You don't like the Dan? What's your problem, man? But, yeah, I tried. Well, I have some evidence here. You know, it, you mentioned Countdown to Ecstasy. There's a track on there called, um, uh, what's it called? The Boston Rag, right? So if you listen to the first few minutes of Boston Rag, you know, it doesn't sound like uh, – uh, Jerry Rafferty or whatever, it, it almost could sound like an outtake from the Grand Wazoo. Uh, 
an outtake. So what, one that wasn't good enough for a Frank Zappa album, a guy who put everything out, a song that Frank Zappa would say, yeah, this one doesn't make, this one doesn't fit on one of the 40 albums I'm putting out this year. Boston Rag. So this is the thing you think is going to make me like them. (laughs) The only thing I want right now is a Boston rag to stuff in my ears. (laughs) So I don't have to hear any more of that. You you know, you have sex trying to rock and roll. You take away the sex. You're left with jazz. And not everybody likes jazz. So um, Here's the thing. I like jazz. I like jazz. This sounds like somebody who thinks they're fixing jazz, this music. This sounds like they think they know better than jazz. <laughs> they actually feel like they're just like, yeah, jazz, of course we love jazz. I think we can fix it a little bit. <laughs> That's the tood I get off them. Yeah, I'll, I'll allow that. That, that. that could be true. Yeah. No, I thought I thought I was supposed to be convincing you to like Steely Dan, not for me to dislike them. Oh, I think we might be going the other way. We might be going the other way here. Where I, they, they, nobody's making the points. Hang up on this guy. He's not making no points. These Steely Dan fans. Boston Rag. What are they going to put in front of me next? That Toodaloo song. It's one of the worst things I ever heard in my life. Check this out. East St. Louis Toodaloo. This is so bad. It's not, jazz is better than that. That's not jazz. Did did anybody ever tell these, the fans of this, that at any point they were free to just go listen to jazz, actual jazz? East St. Louis Toodaloo. You know what this is like? It's like those bad singles that Paul McCartney would put out when people would say Paul McCartney's terrible and they wouldn't be wrong when he would put out like Walking in the Park with Eloise like these corny old-timey records. But the thing is, he would put them out under different names. They wouldn't be like major albums wouldn't have those songs on. They'd be like dumb, dumb collectibles. 
East St. Louis toodaloo. I'll barf this out. Even McCartney on his worst day would be like, oh, I don't think I can do that one. Oh, East St. Louis toodaloo. No. They put trash like they put it out on the country hams. Names like that. Yikes. Any other calls? It's a full phone bank. Give me we one get- call, then we'll, then, as, then we'll move to our guest. Going back to line one. So we're doing the Steely Dan show. Tom versus Steely Dan fans. Nobody is showing me a gosh darn thing tonight. No, we pulling no lyrics to say, listen to the words on this. And the other thing I realized, you Steely Dan fans, you all hate Steely Dan fans. You all think you're the exception. Well, I'm not a complete piece of garbage, but every other Steely Dan fan is awful. Oh, I know the fans are terrible. Not me, though. You're all terrible. I'm starting to see you're all terrible. Best show. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Are you there? Oh, I'm here. To whom am I speaking? Hi, Tom. This is Jack going from Melbourne, Australia. How are you this afternoon? Jack from Melbourne, Australia. For a second, I thought it was Wally Wacky Man. Hey, I like Steely uh, Dan. You're not a Steely Dan fan? You don't like no, monkey uh, in no your soul? Different. What can I do for you, my friend? I'm calling with one for the topic. Um, I've got two that I'm hoping. They're both big swings. And, uh, yeah, I'm really hoping I can get you there, Tom. No, it's what he got. All right. So uh, you're familiar with uh, the Mountain Goats, John Darnell? I am fully familiar with uh, the Mountain Goats. Excellent. Um, I know you've got a, a personal... New concern. album, Getting Into Knives. It's a great album. I mean, great look at this. That's a, major, that's a major one in the catalog, that album. Oh, I, I definitely agree. Um, I think it might be... I wouldn't say it's my, my, my all-time favorite, but like of the last one, I would definitely say this one's the best. Oh, it's way, it's, it's up there. They, uh, the albums have all been great year after year. This one is somehow they found an, uh, uh, extra, extra step on it. It's great. Yeah. It's, okay. Uh, so Mountain Goats. It just makes you think like, um, you know, like, oh, if I could just write one of these, I'd be set. Yeah. So Mountain Goats, what, yeah, what about uh, them? Yep. John Darno, uh, he, this is actually the first thing that got me into Steely Dan was, uh, in about 2002, he wrote a column at Pitchfork called 10 Records That Render Life Bearable. 10 and Records That What? One of his records that render life bearable. Oh, the render life. I thought you said render life terrible. I was going to be like, okay, well, that makes sense. <laughs> render life bearable. Okay. Uh, Terrible, yes. Uh, so number two, we pick Steely Dan's Gaucho, which is uh, probably the most Steely Dan of all of the Steely Dan records. And, uh, ah, Gaucho. That's the one that, if you can believe it, this is Steely Dan losing interest in being Steely Dan. <laughs> That's one way of putting it, yeah. 
it's even when Steely exactly. Dan realized they didn't want to, the they didn't here. want Steely Dan to exist. Um, I think, uh, I think, I'm not sure I agree with that, but I, I see where you're coming from. So what's a song on Gaucho that I should be listening to? So I just wanted to read what he had to say about the record, and I can suggest one if that's of okay. Of course. Go ahead, please. Yep. So this is quoting John Darnell. Uh, he said, people use words like mellow when they talk about Steely Dan. People should be lined up and shot. Gaucho is as desperate a version of the world as it's available anywhere. Knee-deep in cocaine and Jose Cuervo gold. Ironic, not in our sad postmodern sense of the word, but in its effusive, ugly splendor that the term really implies. Letter perfect in every way. Okay. Look, I love John Darnielle. Oh, I, uh, uh, he also hates every Beach Boys song. Very eloquent guy. He's like the Beach very Boys. I love the Beach Boys. Some for everybody. He doesn't like the Beach Boys, or he does? He does not. He does not like the Beach Boys. I didn't know that. He did it when we did, now, did a panel in LA. He, uh, he, uh, said he was not a Beach Boys fan. So. Okay. Well, I, well I'm a huge Beach Boys fan. So. No, well, seems, seems like somebody's got a little, uh, crisis now dropped on their plate. <laughs> and, um, so look, has that, has that, that quote at all piqued your interest? I know the songs are about Coke. I know that. Jose Cuervo? All right. Yeah. What is, what is it? It's like a, it's like a, what, a bad Alan Alda movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, can I take my second shot? Of course. Of course. And you know, uh, you know, uh, I appreciate you doing this. Oh, sure, sure. Um, so I wanted to say as well that, uh, now let me just ask you real quick before you do this next one. Do you, when people say, you hear them say, oh, Tom's a crab apple. What do you, is that true? Is that what they're saying? Um, look, I, I obviously I'm not on the streets in New Jersey, like, like you are or, uh, Lipstick City. So I haven't heard that personally, but maybe it just hasn't made it to Australia yet. So in Australia, nobody's saying, oh, Tom's a crab apple. No, no, you have a, a spotless reputation, right. uh, here on the streets of Melbourne. So what's the second half of this, my friend? One of the things you personally have, uh, you know, not been happy about is the production on Steely Dan Records. And I can absolutely understand that. It's probably my least favorite thing about the Dan. The um, Dan! You called them the Dan! I did. Is that, that a good? That doesn't make you feel dirty at all <laughs> that doesn't make me feel dirty it's just a nickname doesn't make you feel like it's like you're just like like you're hanging out with people that you don't want to hang out with the Dan no I'm hanging out with you Tom oh you're sweet to say that that doesn't sound like the thing where you're like like there's a guy doesn't seem like there's a guy that show up at the party that everybody called the Dan that's all I picture. Oh, the Dan is here. What's up, everybody? Yeah. It's me, the Dan. We're going to party or what? The, the Dan is here. Uh, Let's party. Who said that you were starting to convince him that uh, he didn't like Steely Dan. Um, he might have uh, He might have had a point. You're, you're starting to get onto my skin. I'll admit it. Starting to make you question a little bit, huh? 
What's up, guys? The Dan is here. The party can start now. Party can't start till the Dan's here. Yeah, some 40-year-old cracking onto 18-year-olds. The Dan. What's your name, honey? Uh, My name's the Dan. You like to party? It's See, that's the thing. A lot of his songs are directly about characters that are exactly like that. Yeah, I get it. I like frustrating characters. I like annoying characters. Look, this is a band. This this is a band. You got to keep this in mind. They kicked Chevy Chase out because he wasn't enough of a load. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase wasn't Mm -hmm. enough of a douche to be in this band. This is a band band that is so douchified that Chevy Chase didn't make the cut. What's a, what's a, what's your favorite song by them? Okay, so give me the one that'll swing. So yep, yeah. you you said that you dislike the production on Steely Dan records. Yeah, it sounds like stereo That's demonstration very, rock. It sounds like sounds yeah. like I work at a high end stereo store and I'm trying to just be like, check out these speakers. Uh, these are uh, these was, speakers are sixty five hundred dollars a pair. And, what's that? I was hoping not to remind you of this because it's pretty good ammunition. Yeah, what's that? Uh, no, no, about the stereo store. That, oh, uh, don't worry, please. I was the anyway. first thing I thought when I was doing Because picture you're in the stereo store and it's like, a, check this out. Listen to the speakers. You hear that bass? Look how clean it is. Clean! Look how clean it is. Everything's clean. This is okay. the one that Bruce Springsteen was so just like, all these records sound so clean yeah. now. He started, nobody records in the same room. All right, so go ahead. So you don't like how clean the records is. So what I want you to do is to pull up, there is a song that they never recorded in the studio. It's just like a studio demo that they have called The Second Arrangement. I, now, you, you, the, the case you're making, I got to start going to songs they didn't put out? Yeah, yeah, for real. Check this one record. It sounds, like, it sounds like you're conceding. You're literally saying to me, no, no, "Oh, look, no, no, I know this. I know the eight the albums the are terrible. Give you an here's one that didn't make it on the eight albums. It's good. This reminds me um, of you, when you, I was on you, the late Whittle podcast. What's the name of the song now? Give me away. Give me the name of the song, Chief. The second arrangement is the name of the song. Steely Dan, the second arrangement. Yeah. All right. So I got to listen to demos now of them. That was diabolical. It's a commercial. Not doing that. A YouTube ad or something for the boys? Yeah, it was a YouTube ad. This song. Now this, you, you understand that there's a difference between not being clean and something being a demo. 
I understand that, but I was thinking maybe we get you off the production. You can appreciate the other aspects. Of no, we can't. We can't. The the albums, the the proper catalog sounds the way it sounds. God bless you, my friend, but thanks for the call. All right, look after yourself, Tom. Bye-bye. You too. Nice guy. Nice guy. Fall down with the wing the ground. I don't know. Nobody's coming. Nobody's making no points tonight. Brett, am I right? Brett left. That's fine. Dudio, any points? No points. No. I was, I'm ready to learn. Nobody's bringing anything to me that makes me want to hear, making me, warming me up. Give me some lyrics, everybody. Oh, the le- the, the lyrics. You got to hear the lyrics. Oh, give me some. Give me some. Read some lyrics to me. My guest on. He is here. Bring him on, please. Hello? No, I'm like Steely Dan. This is a guy that makes everybody gets, everybody gets it, everybody loves it. This guy's a comedian, an actor, a musician, a writer, act, activist. Is that fair to, I was um, like when people call themselves activists in like their hyphenate uh, announcement things for who they are. Oh my God. We got John Daly on. How are you, man? Hey, what's up? How are you? It's my guy. Thank you. Thank you I'm... for that intro. Um, I'm a little nervous because I heard uh, that you're a bit of a crab apple. <laughs> Wait, you heard old Tom's a crab apple? Old Tom, you know, yeah, I've heard a lot, you know, been talking to people and I heard you're a bit of a crab apple. Oh no. Can we raise John a little bit in the mix? Check, check. Check, check, check. Is he loud enough? Hi. Hey, John, any way you can make it a little louder on your end? Let me do that. Check, check, check. There you go. Oh, yeah. My focus right. Getting my focus. Getting my focus right hooked up. Perfect. John Daly. At John. (laughs) At John Daly. J-O-N-D-A-L-Y. On Twitter. Now, this guy. Yeah. Does a little bit of everything. Yes. And he now has records coming out. Yeah. What's that all about? Well, um, I have been making music for a few years with my friend Cyrus Garmeni, and uh, I've made some parody songs, and now I'm making original songs, and kind of mixed with parody songs, and... It's, uh, I made this, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, parody, um, called Abracadabralifornia, um, in 2014. And then in 2018, I made a song called I'm Your Dad, which is a diss song to the rapper, the mumblecore rapper Lil Xan, who, uh, you know, uh, dissed me on Twitter, basically. So I wrote an entire song and, and dissed him back. <laughs> it was one, of, this is one of the funniest things I've ever seen, first of all. This record, the the A side is the Red Hot Chili Peppers songs. Yes. And the B side is the is the Lil Xan song. Which you were on you're on social media and Lil Xan says what about you? He said 
I said some and not like not calling him out at all. Like tweet about mumble rappers face tattoos. Like not a good tweet. Like it was like, uh, I think you're going to regret those face tattoos or something like that. And, but his mm-hmm. fans picked it up and were like, little Zan looks good with his face tattoos. And he, he was like, I guess you're jealous of me. Are you jealous of my wealth as well? That's exactly what he wrote. And so I was just like, you know, F you. And I, me and Cyrus made this song called I'm your dad. And the premise of the song is like, I'm your, I'm his dad. I'm Lil Zan's dad. (laughs) And And you should behave. So you go and you record a full song. Mm -hmm. And I found out that the next Tuesday he was putting out an album with uh, Diplo. And so we added the line, Diplo's your stepdad, I'm your real dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, put it out. And I got to say, I uh, got better reviews uh, than his his album. But I want to reach out to Little Zan, and I want to uh, work with him. So, so this is a little bit of an olive branch. Yeah, making fun of him and writing a diss song is I, I want to quash the beef in a public form, you know, make it make it cool, uh, you know, Instagram live or something crazy like that, you know. So Lil Xan, uh, if you're listening, which I think there's a pretty good chance he's listening. He's definitely into the best show. <laughs> John Daly, your your parodist yeah, is yes. looking to team up. Let's do you. a talk house. Do a talk house. Let's do a talk house. Let's do daily Zan. <laughs> and that the Red Hot Chili Peppers song had the greatest origins. Right. It was a Super Bowl. It started with the Super Bowl, right? It started with, well, the Super Bowl was announced. We had already kind of written half of the song. Because we wanted to do a Red Hot Chili Peppers parody, but then the then the Super Bowl they played with Bruno Mars came like they it was announced that they were going to play, and so then I was like, okay, let's finish this, and we finished it, and then made a fake website um, where it, that is still up rhcp2014.com, I believe is still up, and made it look like it was sponsored by our iHeartRadio and Coca Cola and all this stuff. <laughs> And K Rock and all this stuff and, um, offered it as like a free download because everyone loves a free download and then people downloaded it and then people immediately started to review it badly. Like reviewers <laughs> reviewed it and then it kind of got viral and like ended up being reviewed a few times, most notably by Yahoo Music, who was appalled at the new Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Um, and how can they possibly squeeze any more, uh, out of this, uh, California thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Cause that, the was song, the, that was the review. <laughs> I don't think I've laughed as hard as I did the first time I heard this song, which is, which is now on, it's a, so it's on a single, a double, a double, double A side as they used to call it in the recording biz. This is definitely a double A side and it's yeah. a great stocking stuffer and um, it uh yeah and it it is yeah again the pep- peppers on the front and you get the uh you get and I I also uh there's a red hot chili pepper symbol on it but it has nine spires like that wheel they have I made that but it's nine spires so if you see it with nine 
you know it's John Daly, and <laughs> so they can't uh-huh. sue me. They, it's not the Red Hot Chili Peppers, it's me. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Very exciting. I forget what, it, yeah, but it's seven inches, seven inch. And my main record comes out next year on, uh, and, and both of these records are coming out on Northern Spy, which is a record label that I signed with. Thank, thanks in all part to you, Tom. So thank you for that. Wait, what, 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 what? <laughs> so this is because look, they, that's a great label. Northern Spy is a, a great label. Been a fan of so much of their stuff. And they, they like Best Show. And then I think we were talking during one of our quarantine interviews. Yeah, when you were in my driveway. Or you were in your car and I was on a 20-foot-long cable mm-hmm. in probably the first few weeks of uh, quarantine. Yeah, we're trying to do and... shows as much as possible. And you had mentioned you were putting music out and were that you were looking for a label potentially. And then they reached out. Yeah, they reached out. Um and yeah, I just kind of mentioned it on the show and they reached out and then we, uh, are putting out two records. So, so exciting. great. So fun. Yeah. And this single comes out when? Um, this comes out on record store day, Black Friday. Um, oh so goodness. that is November 27th. So it'll be at a lot of local record stores and you can go to my Instagram or Twitter and click the link in the bio to pre, pre-order it. But, um, it does, it's on the, uh, kind of record store day. Black Friday thing. So Isn't that so exciting awesome. that there's going to be people on record store day lined up outside of a record store with their their checklist, mm-hmm. and then they're going to run in and they'll be like, "Do you have any of the John Daly record left?" <laughs> they're going to be like, "Okay, Gaucho, Aha, <laughs> John Daly." <laughs> These are the three records I need: a hundred eight gram uh, copy of Gaucho. Uh, <laughs> you got that? And you got the Aha box. <laughs> And uh, I need the John Daly single. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, you ever notice when anybody does impressions, when they do that voice, they are, it is not like, like, so I'm talking to my, I'm talking to my brother and he's like, I want to go do the, do. like, it's like, boy, you must think very highly of your brother, huh? No, that's your average Dan fan voice. That's like, yeah, that is you know. the Dan fan. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is, um, <laughs> Look, this is so exciting that you got this record coming out. I'm so psyched, yeah. Um, and yeah, check it out. Yeah, and, and we're we're talking about a full length next year. Full length next year, probably next uh, summer or fall. We're not really sure, but uh, yeah, very excited. And hopefully and by then everybody can. Uh, maybe you could do a live thing somewhere. Hopefully, I can go on a tour. Yeah, I'd love to tour and I just went on my first tour in December and I was going to I was planning on doing another one and then this happened so hopefully we can make it happen again. Yeah. Now you'll you'll get it. You'll get it. Post vaccine. Post vaccine. Yeah, give me I that want, vaccine, baby. I want the vaccine. I'm going to say it right now. I'll take any vaccine. I'll take Putin's. I'll take Putin's <laughs> vaccine. I'll take Look, I've been trying hydrochloroquine oh good good i've been taking it every day yeah i dip it in a little bit of bleach good and you're and feeling then I, good then i stick a flashlight in my mouth right and i try to like light up the insides because the light does some good work well some people are have been talking about that yeah <laughs> that was a great day when <laughs> when 
the leader of the free world was just kind of like figuring out new ideas for how the technology might uh like as if he was solving the thing on the spot like yeah just riffing he was riffing yeah. the most dangerous like literally riffing poisoning yourself <laughs> <laughs> how about you poison in, yourself in, in front of everybody not even like in a it would be one thing if it just like like it would be like the kind of thing that like 5 years later people would say there was a meeting uh in the in the where the president started suggesting maybe people should should consume bleach or shine a light in their in their down their throats to to light the th- to light up because that seems to be make to fight the virus but like he didn't say but he said it in public on the world stage on the world stage he was doing these speculations I feel like I remember that because it was, it was one of the moments where pretty late in the game where he achieved a new low. Yes. It was like another low, like, whoa, you're, I can't believe you went lower. And that only had, like, that dwindled after a while, like the curve of like going lower. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, like, he's kind of just like, found a new low. How about that? <laughs> he did yeah. it. I did not think that was going to happen. Yeah, me and Stephen, uh, me and Stephen Miller, we found a new low. We're gonna go and uh, suggest poisoning yourself with bleach. All right, that's our president. Congratulations. That's how he's using the world stage. Now, now, John Daly at John Daly on uh, social media. Mm-hmm. People know you best from Hail Caesar. They know <laughs> you from. Kroll Show. Kroll Show, yes. They yes. know you from Betas. Betas, huge, yes. What else do they know you from? Um, but what uh, do you Hail, get, what do people Hail recognize Caesar. you for when you're out and about? Best show, just best show. Oh, um, no, Kroll Show mostly. Kroll Show and Curb Your Enthusiasm a little bit, some, you know, once in a while. But, yeah. Oh, that's right. Because you on this last season were um, the, the mail you were on, you had a multi episode uh, arc. You were a, a mail carrier. Yes. Yes. Very cool. And I want to just say this to anybody listening: I've had the privilege of working with this guy. We did a couple things together, and I so I saw him in his element. I saw him doing the prov. I saw the prov. Yeah. I saw the prov. I saw the script, the scripted. I saw the prov. I came away from that first time. I said, you know what? This guy's a heavyweight. Oh, thank you. This guy's a heavyweight. Would, would it be possible for you to tell me? (laughs) I've asked you every time, almost every time I see you, I say, can you please recount your encounter with the dice man? Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did we did the postal service video again which you mentioned and we got to I mean I we, we zoomed with slash and so I just wanted to say zooming you you made zooming with slash happen for me and that is something that I'll never forget. So uh, that was a that was a real fun time. And I can also say not that we're looking for credit, but I do believe that you and I probably won the election. <laughs> with this yeah. video 
I think we did. Yeah, I held up a sign that said "You're welcome." At uh, I walked downtown to a Skid Row and just <laughs> held up a sign. Sure. Doesn't... Um. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, um. <laughs> Good lord. Um. Okay. So the question. Okay. Yeah. So I was doing a movie called Masterminds, and uh, it was with Leslie Jones. So I went to the comedy store mm-hmm. and. Um, to meet her and I saw her, perf- I was going to see her perform and stuff. And I went, I parked and I went into the, the back parking lot and I, I saw, um, I, sh- should I say who it is? No, you, you don't have to say who it is if you don't want. A uh, super nice guy that I guess I won't mention, but, um, yeah. And so went up to him, a comedian. I was like, Hey, what's up, man? And he was like, weird. He was like, weird to me, uncharacteristically weird because I know him. And he was like kind of dismissive. And I was like, Oh, what are you? Okay, I guess this guy's Hollywooding me. All right, yeah. what? A, you know, okay, I'll I'll go into the comedy store and see the show or whatever. No big deal. So I and then I'm like, hey, and he's like, he's like looking at me. So he's looking at me super weird. And then, and then out of the shadows, I hear, "Who is this? What are you doing?" <laughs> I'm like, oh, hey, hey, oh, and I said, I think that I said dice or hey, die, dice <laughs> He comes out of the shadow. I didn't know my friend was talking to dice and that's why he was looking at me with consternation. <laughs> so yeah. He was like, uh-huh. I can't break away. And he goes, dice comes up and he goes, we're having a business conversation. Okay. <laughs> Walk away. <laughs> and I was like, Walk um, away. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, sure, yeah. And he goes, walk away. <laughs> I walked away <laughs> into the shadows, just like, oh, my God. I was like, thank God that happened. <laughs> thank God. That is that is so oh. much better than if you walked up to your friend and your friend was just like, hey, this is Dice. And you were just like, hey, Dice, what's up? And then yeah. he went, nice to meet you. And then yeah. – you you got the best version of a dice story. Oh yeah, schoolyard. Walk away. Full schoolyard dice. Walk, Walk away. away. Just a bu- bullying me. <laughs> Business meeting. Business discussion. Business discussion. Yeah. Just... We're having a business discussion. Walk away. Yeah. He just thought I was a fan, super fan, which, you know what? He was right. Yeah. So, there you go. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> now he since childhood yeah, I like him now with his um, he has like a paper or like a newsboy cap and Jiminy Glick sunglass. Like his glasses are like Jiminy Glick when he reaches into his pocket and pulls out those oversized glasses. Yeah, <laughs> like those are Dice's actual glasses now. Oh, man, I want to see Glick and Dice Glick interview Dice. That would be legendary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so you. <laughs> John, you yeah. got the record coming out. Record got... coming out. What else is in the pipe? Everything's on hold. You, I know you had dreams. I know you had 2020 dreams. Yeah, 2020 was going to be big. Um, I, uh, yeah, I'm doing the record and doing some jobs and just, uh, waiting to tour and stuff till next year, making more music. And, uh, making videos. So I've got, uh, three videos out 
and I've got a bunch in the in the can, and one with I just recorded one with Colleen Green or uh, shot one with uh, my friend Dan Longino and uh, Colleen Green, uh, who she's, is the best. She's so great. Colleen Green is so amazing. Yeah, so me well, and Colleen for, Green have two duets together now, and I think we're gonna make a EP or something. Uh, oh, that's so cool! I like yeah. I like that you you're one of these comedians. You don't say you don't say why. You say yes. Um, I'll take it. Yes, <laughs> don't say. I don't. But you say try why. it. You try it. I try it. Yeah, I do. I try. I try stuff. I get out there. Take a few swings, and uh, here we go. Yeah. Now, when, when all of this is over and the world is back, <laughs> will you resume your lo- your monthly show? Oh, R.I.P. the satellite. Yeah. That's um, right. I would love to resume my show, and uh, yeah, I did a monthly residency at the satellite um, for a year and a half, pretty much, and then mm-hmm. it is now gone, unfortunately. So... Yeah, I'll I'll definitely uh pick it back up somewhere. I think you check out uh Staples Center. Oh yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It's give good. them a call. There's a lot of parking. The parking um, is better than over at the satellite. Definitely. Yeah, the satellite's a tough park. And more food options. It's definitely more central. Yeah. Yes. More it's downtown. Yeah, I think the Staples Center in I do it on ice. Do it on ice. And That'd be amazing. Daily yeah. on ice. Daily on ice. Yeah, playing the sax, <laughs> skating around. <laughs> Just picture the lights go down, and then suddenly a single spotlight goes out. And then suddenly you see, like, and you're on skates blowing that saxophone. Yeah. Animated characters from our childhoods just skating around. Like, yeah. It's, uh... It's you it's the ice capades. The ice capades. Skating That's around with Inspector Gadget and uh <laughs> Penny. Pikachu. <laughs> Captain Caveman. <laughs> it's it's you and John Daly and friends. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just all cartoon characters in costumes skating around at the Staples Center. Muppet babies. All the Muppet babies. Uh, well, John, this is what I want to say. Yeah. You are a fan of music and you're a fan of comedy and you're a fan of saxophones. Yeah. Next Friday is what you do. You finish your Thanksgiving, your quarantine Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. You finish it up. Then you wrap some bubble wrap around you or whatever you got to do to stay safe. Right. You go sit outside your local record store. You wait till Friday morning. They let you in and you get the John Daly record. Black Friday. That's record right. Record store day. That's right. Abracadabra, California. It's so great. Thank you, buddy. Now, you know I love you, buddy, and I... Uh, love you, too. I look forward to you being us being face-to-face again. Oh, my God. It'll be so great. Let's get that vaccine, baby. Yes, let's do it. Let, let's... let's. Uh, I'm pro-vax. I'm pro-vax, absolutely. So, yeah. let's vax it up. In every way, yeah. All right. Well, thank um, you, John, and we will. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Take care, buddy. Okay. All right. Bye. Later. John Daly. How about that? You like that? Give me another call, please. From a Dan fan. Katie lied.
Hello. Hello. To whom am I speaking? Hi, Tom. This is Jessica in Lincoln, Nebraska. How are you tonight? Jessica in Lincoln, Nebraska. I know you, Jessica. How are you? You do. I'm wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. How are you? I'm good. Now, Jessica, tell me all about how much you love Steely Dan. Well, um, I actually wanted to call and reinforce your previous opinion. Um, I am not a fan of the Dan. You're not a fan of the Dan. No. Okay. All right. I'm not. So I'm not. What, what is your relationship with Steely Dan? Well, um, I used to work, I, for a long time I worked in kitchens. And in a lot of kitchens, um, you don't always get to pick the music, unfortunately. So classic rock radio <laughs> seems to be something that people like to pick. And, um, yeah, you get hearing all those Steely Dan singles over the years and, uh, yeah, not my thing. It's not, not, not for me. And I, I know I used to play, uh, play music a lot around town and, um, a lot of the prog or the jam band dudes I knew, they love Steely Dan. And so that's enough for me to go, no thanks. That was enough to, to hit the old, the old veto button. Well, yeah, it's like, wait, you guys play like a 45-minute, 50-minute songs. I'm not going to trust your opinion on, on what's good. Yeah, man. Look, I, I got to say, Jess, Steely Dan, I grew up with this as a kid. And those records were on the radio. And I don't know, I'm sure you, you had classic rock radio as a child. Of course. And Jessica, you heard, what's the, when you close your eyes and you pictured, you think of reeling in the years, what do you think of Peg? Yeah, reeling in the years is, is the one I think, you know, and it's, it, to a certain degree, classic rock ruins good songs too. And so when the song See, that's, is, that's a good point. That is a good point. Classic rock can take a song that if it was not run into the ground, you might be okay with. Right. There might be Pink Floyd songs that I would still like and enjoy, but now I cannot because of that. But I don't know. I think those Steely Dan songs kind of stink anyway. Yeah. I just, look, it, I, I, I did not understand where, when they became the greatest is the, the part that eludes me. If they were around and people were just like, yeah, Steely Dan, I guess I, you know, that's fine. Like Seals and Croft and, Steely Dan and America and and Poco be like yeah it's just some seventies rock, but then then when that transformation happened and suddenly it was like, do you know who the best band ever is? It's Steely Dan, and I was just like, what? What Steely Dan? How does that happen? You don't think they're the best? No, I didn't know that we were even discussing the potential of them being the best. Well, they are the best. I don't think they are. Then suddenly the conversation was, that you don't think the Dan are the best? And then, then it's just that thing where the club, the club has formed and I am out, I am not a member of the club and I just don't get it. And well, then. 
sympathize enough. I've tried with fish. I've tried with the Grateful Dead. And, you know, I can find maybe a track here and there, but it's just like, I don't see, I don't see how you guys, like, if they liked a couple songs, fine, mm. but they just go whole hog on it. Yeah. It can't just be like, oh, I like some stuff. It's like, oh, they're the best. And it's just like, whoa, you're like getting culty. That's exactly. See, that's, that's another part of it is that. I could take these singles. These singles, they make it. They'd make an all right greatest hits. They did a thing. You put eight songs together, get Peg, and you got Deacon Blues and Hey Nineteen, reeling in the years. Be like, oh, that's a fine hits record of uh, of a middling eight seventies uh, band. Be like, okay, those are those are good radio hits. They'd be not unlike Weezer, where you're just like. These albums are abysmal, but there's some singles in there. You'd be like, oh, okay. But no. Better than seeing people defending all the all those Weezer albums either. Sorry, that's a little off topic. Wait, somebody's defending all the Weezer albums? Oh, I know some people. They're they're ridiculous. Yeah. I just I just my, my mouth stands agape. I'm like, what are you saying? Well, God bless, God bless them, I guess. If, 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 and I'll say this once again, I wish it made sense for me. I don't like not liking things. I don't like not getting things. I want to get it. Let me in the party. I want to go to the party. Can I come to the party? I guess I can't. I mean, I, I can't sympathize enough. It's like when I, when I try to tell people, oh, you should really, you know, oh, you like Pink Floyd, right? Oh, you should go listen to that live at Pompeii. And they're like, oh, I don't want to go watch a movie. And it's like, well, but all you're listening to is Dark Side of the Moon and, okay, never, all right, fine. So I get it. I, you know, I, I get being on the outside too, but yeah, I don't get the, ad, uh, the people's adoration for it. Yeah, it just eludes me. And I'm not putting it down. Well, I am, but, uh, yeah, but <laughs> I, I, I am, to be fair. But I want in and nobody's showing me a way in. And, and I'm sorry I can't add to that. I do have a, a question for you, though, too, but, it, but it's a, a little off topic, if that's okay. all right. Go ahead. Well, um, I just, uh, I finally, um, you know, due to the pandemic, I think a lot of us are checking out stuff that we've, we've maybe wanted to and haven't got around to yet. And I finally started watching basketball. Oh, that's and right. I, 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 I saw you on Twitter tweeting a bunch about basketball. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. I don't know. It's like when a friend tells you about a good movie and you put it off forever. And then you mm-hmm. blast it down and you're watching it. And you're like, oh, this is amazing. Why did I watch this? And then you think, oh, wait, everybody told me to watch it. So maybe that's my fault. But I just, I guess I just wanted to hear about what what it was like for you watching uh, or how you liked the finals in the bubble and just oh. how it was and how weird it was watching it from L.A. instead of Jersey. Well, thank you. That is very kind of you to ask. I love the NBA and I loved watching the bubble. And it was one of the things, the fact that the NBA pulled off this, this, the bar was so high on this to keep all those players, uh, uh, from testing positive for coronavirus. And they pulled this thing off. The games happened. There were great games. It was exciting. The, the heat kept going and going, gave gave something to root for, watching an underdog keep powering forward. 
and then their luck ran out at some point. But it was very thrilling, and I, I, I could not have needed that more than when it showed up. So it was a total gift. I thought it was great. Yeah, watching the Heat was so fun, and for my first playoffs, it was quite. It, it, it was really fun. It was it was engaging, and I'm kind of like learning about the teams as I'm going to, because you know, I'll say, "Oh, who's playing tomorrow night?" and I'd go check it out and go look up highlight reels and stuff. And so it was really fun. But then I started thinking, "Oh man, I've listened to years of <laughs> Tom's amazing basketball takes, and I haven't got to hear what he has to say about." Well, this. now the so exciting thing is that. It's back next month. Woo! The shortest, the shortest, uh, seasonal break ever. Start, usually you have to wait the whole summer. Usually it ends in mid June and then you don't get it until October again. And I remember hearing you say once on a show, you're like, ah, oh, it's, 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 you know, there, it's no basketball right now and this is the worst time of the year and I didn't relate to it at the time and then as soon as the playoffs were over I'm like oh wow Tom was right this sucks I really love basketball you are now in the club Jessica you get it you get that the basketball is a nice friend to hang out with and the games are fun and they're exciting. And the the thing, the best part of the NBA for me is that you know who the players are because they're not wearing no helmets, they're not wearing masks. They're 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 you see who they are and you realize that somebody and the the characters start to reveal themselves. Where you you learn about say a Jimmy Butler from the Miami Heat and you real you learn that in the bubble he opened up his own coffee shop out of his out of his room in the bubble and sold yes. coffee to his teammates, $20 a cup. I think it's big head coffee. Is that right? It's, yes. It was big head coffee, $20 a cup cash only. And to me, that was one of the funniest things imaginable that this guy, and it did. And then, but then when he played, he was out of his mind. He played out of his mind. So exciting to watch. A guy who I was never quite warmed up to the way I did this year. So very excited. Awesome. All right, Jessica, I'm going to go back to the Dan talk. Good luck on that. I don't know if anybody's going to convince you, but thank you so much for taking my call and I hope you have a great week, Tom. You too. Thank you for calling. I'll talk to you soon. All right, cool. Okay. All right. Bye. Who do we got? Tom, you have a hotline call, and you got a couple more regular calls. Let's do hotline call. I'm going to say we will uh, end the show at uh, 8.30 Pacific time and uh, 11.30 Eastern Standard time. So 20 more minutes. So give me the hotline, please. Go on the hotline now. Hello? Best show? Hello, hello, hello. Hi, who's this on the hotline? This is uh, Greg Turkington. Greg Turkington, the star. Yeah, 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 right. Breakfast uh, Without Meat, the guy from Breakfast Without Meat. That's how far back we go, and yet I realized in calling you that um, I, I don't think I've ever talked to you on air out of character, and when I finally do it out of character, it's to defend Steely Dan. It's it, it, 
doesn't make sense. Well, this is this is something else. The one and only Greg Turkington finally calls, and now I'm going to hear why I'm wrong about Steely Dan from him. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to say you're wrong, although I do think you're wrong. But I'm just going to share my experience because I was like the. I, I think Steely Dan was probably my most hated musical sound for decades. And, uh, and people would say, Oh no, no, you don't get it. And I would say, I get it. It's, it's just disgusting, smug music that I don't want to listen to that, that mm-hmm. ruins my day, you know, which I'm guessing, uh, <laughs> maybe how you're feeling about it. Yeah. It um, ruins my day a little bit. Wow. And then I don't know what happened. My, my friend, um, Owen Klein a couple of years ago, he, he and I had pretty similar taste in a lot of different genres and he, he suggested that I give these guys another chance. And I was like, oh, thanks to man. It's been, you know, it's like 40 years of hearing this and, and being repulsed by it. I just don't think it's going to happen, you know? But, Wouldn't um, that be a good box set? 40 years of repulsion. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could fill it with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Curating such a set, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, I don't know if it's like this lockdown or what, but I've been listening to, um, you know, uh, a lot of this like uh, yacht yacht rock type shit, and um, okay. which you know is a dubious genre anyway. And so it would make sense that, that Steely Dan might shine uh, in the context of you know being played next to Seals and Crofts and, and Dan Hill and stuff like this. But for whatever reason, I was finding like when their songs would come on, rather than turning it off, which had been what I would do for the last forty years, I was finding that I was like getting kind of excited, you know, and like really listening more carefully. And I think it was, I was listening to Deacon Blues and it just, it just struck me that the line where he says, I cried when I wrote this song, it just fucking sent me into hysterics. It's like, this is an incredibly funny line of just the type of humor that I like. And then it, and then it also kind of fell apart. What I thought all these years was like a soullessness and a smugness to their sound. I, I I just took it all back. I realized like these guys are like almost like character comedians or something. And these songs, the more I listen to them are, are about these like loser sorts of characters. And of course you would sing these lines with that kind of smugness. And then also in, in um, Deacon blues, there's a line, uh, well, it's, it's the chorus. I drink scotch whiskey all night long and die behind the wheel. And the way that the backing vocals come in to, to join on the line and die behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is this is like my kind of humor. You know, this is like really weird, subtle, dry humor where they're not. Uh, there's no like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. They're actually inhabiting these kind of horrible, horrible characters. Now what? What? This is this is all very insightful. And I would just want to ask you though, why can't I? hang out with one of the many smug loser comedians I know and not have to listen to Steely Dan to get that. I don't know any, well, I mean, who's listening to, I don't, I've, I've never hung out with anyone that's playing. I mean, I guess I, I talked to Tim Heidecker and he likes him too, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I'm ever hanging out with anyone listening to it. What I'd like to get away from actually want to talk about smug, smug music is I'd like to get away from 
hanging out with comedians and the ones that I like, which is, you know, it's a very small set to begin with, but, and they're playing pavement. They're playing pavement. And like, I mean, Steely Dan, any smugness that you perceive in that is, is very quaint compared to that fucking guy's voice and those (laughs) lyrics, you know, it almost feels like, uh, I'm almost embarrassed that I thought that was sort of like Sonic Youth is another one that's like, that is like, it makes my skin crawl, the smugness that, that those bands have, you know, compared mm-hmm. to this. And there's like no, no real wit in those guys. I, I don't know. Anyway, I like Look, it. I like it. Michael quarantine's been hard for all of us. <laughs> I think you, man, this sounds like a cry for help. <laughs> this sounds like you're screaming no, for help, Greg. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm helping. I'm helping. No, I'm sharing help. <clears throat> I'm going to listen to a lot of Sonic Youth in quarantine. Well, then I'm sorry for you. I mean, that's no. I'd rather have COVID than listen to that. Oh, well, I can only tell you, my friend, it has made things go a lot easier for me. It's, I'm never going to never gonna turn around on that one. That's tough. Well, that's why God invented horse races. I, that's, was, it, was it God that did that? I think it was. That's why God made the, did God invent the radio too? Are you part of that scene? I don't know if God, I think God probably had a hand in the radio. Um, so, so the secret is that I have to listen to Dan Hill before and after Sonic <laughs> Youth. I mean, before and after <laughs> Silly Dan. Dan. I mean, I, I, sometimes I, when I we touch. I wasn't convinced myself for years. I'm not like trying to. I mean, I, I don't think I can convince you. I'm just sharing my experience. That's sure. Like, it's, it's like no, a, I appreciate it. I appreciate the insight. I listen to the I entire catalog. I listen to all of it. I uh, listen to all of it. And all I hear, all I hear is the, the, when I listen to the actual music, look, I just hear, it's, it's like listening to Seals and Croft singing over a Spyrogyra record. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't argue with it, but it just, there's something about that's clicked for me. And it almost feels like, it's almost scary. You know, you have these friends that suddenly, you, you feel like you've known them for years, and suddenly they're, they start uh, subtly talking about things that, that Trump does that they like. And then a few conversations later, you yeah, know, yeah. They're, they're, they're Trump voters, or they're into QAnon. You're like, what the fuck happened? Is it- you know what it is to me? Likely for me to do that is for me to switch to Steely Dan, but it's it's happened. I don't know what to say. I they mean, are your cueing on then. Maybe it is. Maybe, but I I don't know. I just like it's it's very rare that I find, um, you know, humor in music that that has just the right touch that I like. Like I find um someone like Leonard Cohen or Mark Eitzel to me are very funny mm-hmm. people that make kind of very serious music but like the the way that the humor is used it really appeals to me and i always heard about the steely dan humor but i'm like this is like lame uh you know harvard lampoon uh it just it, i don't know just, i didn't i wasn't sold on it but when i tuned into it and it was like, it's fucking beacon blues is what really got me well, i'm gonna give you i'm gonna you know, give you a uh, recommendation bare naked ladies oh boy you should check oh. them out if you want some fun that's 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 vicious. That's, that's nasty. Some fun. Those are some fun lyrics. That's nastiness. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a recommendation, which is uh, check out the Doobie Brothers uh, 
minute-by-minute album, and maybe that'll be your entry point to Steely Dan, you know? Yeah. You stuff with fucking Ramones, that, these lovingly uh, sorts of guys that just are literally shitting into the microphone. And, yeah. you know, if you watch, the, if you watch on uh, YouTube the making of the Asia album, that documentary, I'm telling you, man, it is, it's, it's good. It's okay, real look, good. You're, you're talking to somebody, I've read books about Frank Zappa, and you couldn't pay me to listen to his music. I, I can watch the making of anything or read a book about anyone, I, but I hate the product, but I will check it out. Like, I agree. I, I've, I've, I've read so many music bios of people I despise. I, I mean, I went to the premiere of this Frank Zappa movie that came out a couple of years ago, and I got invited to the premiere, and I actually drove there and parked. I was about to go in, and I'm like, what the fuck? I can't, I can't stand a second of Frank Zappa's. What, what am I doing? And I got in the car and drove home, you know, and saved myself the torment of it. But um, the thing with that Asia documentary, you know, the, the series where they, like, have the multi-track masters, and they sit there at the mixing deck and kind of play, play back this stuff. These guys are playing back all the rejected parts from these, like, you know, super high-end studio musicians that they brought in and had play. And they play it back like, yeah, we didn't use this. And you listen to it, you're like, God, nobody would reject this. This is, this is like a great musician. And then they play another one and another one. And you realize like, these guys are insane, weirdo perfectionists. And I, I think I just like the, the uniqueness of that, you know, compared to, um, and I'm super happy with, you know, sloppy one take stuff, but there's something about how extreme these guys are. It almost reminds me of like, uh, you know, the way bees make their hive or something. And, uh, mm-hmm. I think if, 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 if you tap into it, which I'm not saying you should, it's, I mean, you've done, you've got plenty of good things going on. You don't need this, but, uh, I'm just telling you what happened to me. Right. Well, I'm going to look, you, new, you know, your, your path is similar to my path. And at least it gives me, uh, something to, to hang on to. So uh-huh. I appreciate what's it. Your, uh, what's your take on the, on the grateful dead? Oh, they're the they're they're the worst ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've tried on that. I listen to them a lot, but it's it's like this weird kind of hate listening where I cannot I sit I cannot believe what I'm hearing. I can't I can't fucking believe like there's two drummers in this, and I, I'm not even hearing one drummer. You know, and then the bass playing and like that that, that uh, Bob Weir is an oaf. It's literally. <laughs> look up both in the dictionary you see this guy in those like little uh shorts. you don't like his shorts i don't like the shorts i don't like his voice i don't like i don't like when they do shitty songs like good loving and and you know round and round and all this shit and and it, it just sounds like a bunch of um i just also want to say this episode has curses in it everybody yeah well what did you expect? But anyway, the thing is, it's weird. It's like I, I can listen to that a lot. Like Tim and I listen to it a lot if we're traveling. And we just can't believe what we're hearing. You know, it, it's literally like this can't – it's like uh, attending a Scientology meeting or something, and you mm-hmm. can't, can't believe these guys are into this. And uh, I kind of thought that might be the route that would that I would take if I listened to a little more Steely Dan. of just like, yeah, this is loathsome. Like, I can't wait to hear more of this loathsome music. But no, it just totally clicked right. in the other direction. I'm like, no, well, look, you tell me, you go listen to East, East St. Louis Toodaloo tonight, and then you tell me where you're at. I don't like that. I don't like that All one. Right. That's bad. That's bad. I'm not, 
you know, it doesn't sound like the rest of their catalog either. It's just, yeah, it's not. I, you know, and somehow I knew you would bring that up too. I knew wow. that it's like your ace in the hole to just shut anyone down. And uh, St. Louis Tootaloo. Yeah. I'll always throw that card on the, that's, that's my, when I'm playing Pokemon, I throw down, I got my Pokemon cards, I throw down, that's the equivalent of a killer Pokemon yeah. card. Uh, I, I get it, but, uh, you know. Everyone, uh, I gotta wrap, I gotta wrap the show up. Stinkers. All right, well, thanks, I hope you thanks get- for calling, Greg. You are the best. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was exciting. Greg Turkington making his case for Steely Dan. Pat, who do we got? A couple more? A couple more. Throw them my way, please. Line one. Best show. Yo, Tom, what's up? This is Ed. How are you? I'm good. Who's this? This is Ed from Boston, man. Ed from Boston. Why why are you going to tell me about Steely Dan? All right, so... I saw Steely. I saw Steely Dan recently, like in the last year, right? Which is it's basically Donald Fagan, right? But uh, my brother won tickets. You know, I, I, I'm I'm like medium on him. My brother won tickets. He actually had to go and pick up the tickets somehow. I don't know why, but uh, we went and saw Steely Dan in Boston. You know, I guess say, can I just hear me out here, man? I mean, I gotta say, they were good, and it was a diverse show. You know what I mean? There were some doctors there. There was like some lawyers there. Like some people, they had a full, full wait. They had doctors and lawyers at the show. Yeah, yeah. And some people four hundred one k. Some people more of a, a Roth IRA. It was it was diverse, Tom. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> what are you saying? It's it was a diverse a diverse show. You know, well, what I mean? it sounds amazing. I'm sure you and your brother had the time of your lives, but this does not convince me. Hang up on this guy. <laughs> Next call. Best show. Hey Tom. Hey, who's this? This is this is uh, Trevor. You've read some of my tweets about the fall. That's right. Trevor's doing a, a pretty impressive uh, tweet by tweet breakdown of the catalog of the fall. Tom, it's so, I'm, I'm so psyched to be on the show finally. I've been listening to you for the past like five years. Uh, so long time, first time. Good to talk oh, to you. Welcome. Welcome. To what do I owe the pleasure of this call, Trevor? I wanted to call in and talk to you about Steely Dan, obviously. What do you want to say? I figured like I would try and keep this short because I know you're trying to wrap things up and I'm, I doubt I am going to be the one who finally sells you on the Dan, but I've always been a big fan of your impression work, and I was wondering if you could give me a an impression of, you know, beloved fall frontman, rest in peace, Marky Smith, covering Steely Dan, if they were to cover Steely Dan. Because, you know, that was a band that liked to do its covers. Some of their biggest hits were covers. I wish I could. You can't do it? I can't. He's got such a, he's got such an imitable. I've got your picture. Is that what you want him to say? Like, that was great. That was great. That was great. I know, uh, you thought that better. And when you smile for the camera, right? Hello, is this Nick?
Uh, oh, Trevor, sweet Trevor. Give your Twitter account out so people can follow your fall uh fall, fall documentation. It's a uh, distaste for math. Distaste for math. And how far are you into the catalog? I'm right up to extricate. I haven't I haven't updated it in a minute just because that's such a daunting album. Do you have any do you have any takes on the fall nineties work? Uh I, I'm I'm uh it is a blind spot. More of an eighties guy way of putting it. Stuff. Sorry? You're more of an eighties guy? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Brick Sarah or pre Brick Sarah? Uh, from the beginning all the way through bricks kind of takes me to when I, I can, I can wave goodbye, but there's albums. Fall heads roll is great. There's, there's albums in there that are legit. I still got to get to that one. There's good records in there. So I'm not going to, I'm not saying I'm out, but I'm just saying I'm less familiar with it. So. I mean, the catalog is always ready to welcome you back, buddy. Well, thank you. So basically. Well, thanks for the call. You have a great night. We done with the calls? Two more. Quick Two more. Okay, real quick. You're on with Nate. Nate. Yes. Do I know this, Nate? Uh, no. I've called him before, but you don't know me. All right. So what's up, Nate? Well, I wanted to, I guess I wanted to see if anyone's convinced you yet or not. Greg Turkington made a couple points because at least his reference points were similar to mine. Okay. I guess that leads me to the next, like, what, uh, I guess what, what do you like and what, what don't you like of Steely Dan? So, like I said, I, I don't mind some of the hits. But they're radio songs. They're like, basically, they're like a slightly worse Blow Monkeys to me. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, no, I, I, I totally understand that. It's, it's funny because. It's like overarranged Jerry Rafferty, I said earlier, and I'm, I stand by that. I, I, I'm, I'm behind you on that one. I, I was, I was calling. Uh, it's funny because I was going to call anyways and, uh, to ask you a question. I'm glad the best show is back, by the way. Thanks. Um, I was calling to, to see if there was a place, uh, well, I guess to see if the, uh, the PO box in Jersey was a still, uh, a good place to send you stuff because I make bootleg Steely Dan shirts and was wanting to send you. Just e- email me, email me or tweet it, tweet at me and I'll get to you. Can I, I'm not on Twitter. Can I do Instagram? Sure. Do Instagram. Okay. Um, I, I was also going to say like at this point, uh, in your life, if you don't like Steely Dan, I have a strong feeling you're probably not going to get swayed as well. well. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm up for any of it though, my friend. <laughs> I, I love them, but I also am completely, uh, on people's side that don't like them from the get go as well. I, I, sure. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. But I'm also up for, up for breaking through. I'm up for breaking through. Do you have uh, an album of theirs that you tend to favor over any others? No, none. Absolutely not. <laughs> can I, <laughs> can I suggest, I, I think that, I don't know. I, I want to say like Katie Lied and uh, Royal Scam are, 
are up there for my top two. All right. Fine. Well, I'll check out. I, I listened to all of them this week. Okay. Listen to all the original seven I listened to. Any specifics that stand out? No, I thought they were all terrible. <laughs> I thought there's hits, there's hits and, and certain moments that pop out, but there's few and far between for me. But I, I thought maybe some of the lyrics would make it bridge the gap and then I could get into it that way, but it, it's not happening. It's, it's pretty smug. They're pretty smug. It's kind of hard to get past that. Wow. All right, buddy. You hit me on Instagram. We'll, we'll figure it out. All right. I will. Thank you, Tom. Okay. Bye. Final call. This uh, is a super fan who's been on hold for a long time. Super fan, let's say. Best show. Hey, what's up? Who is this? Uh, it's actually KV, man. Kurt Vile. Yeah, like, I'm pissed because every, everybody, uh, Nobody was convincing with the Steely Band, and now I'm totally over it, to be honest. But there, there are definitely songs you would like. Well, KV, you know I got an open mind. I want to like things. This is a rock star, first of all, on the line right now. This guy, he's played with all of them, and he is one of them. He's not just playing with them. He's one of them playing with them. They're lucky to play with him, not him playing with them. He's right. the future. This dude dropped an EP that's so nice. You know what he did, Kurt Vile? He got me to, to give John Prine another chance, and he was right. That's right. He was right. He knew what he was doing. He told me to keep trying, and I kept trying, and it started to make sense finally. Sure, maybe not my all-time favorite, but I get what makes him great. Yeah, well, if he's a song guy, you got to get entry point. And also, similarly, I like, you know, like, for things are acquired, like, you grew up listening to Willie Nelson your whole life. I've always respected him, but, like, his voice was just not the timbre I was used to. And then all of a sudden it creeps in. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm listening to a vinyl rip of... Uh, uh, you know, the redheaded stranger, which I knew everybody loved it. And I was like, yeah, it's good, but I don't know. But then, you know, you're a little stone on some European train and that recurring motif happens and you're like, oh, I guess I should have been doing what Willie really does. That's what it was. I but want, I'm not a negative person. I'm not old crab apple the way they're saying. <laughs> a bit of a crab apple. They're saying old Tom's a crab apple. I'm not. I want to like things. I, w I wanted to try to like Steely Den listeners. Basically, I think I told them what they're wrong about. Yeah. Nobody did it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I should have called earlier, but there are like, there's like good songs that I don't think you would like. And then there are some good songs that I think you might like. But one song is called only a fool would say that off of uh, "Can't Buy a Thrill," and honestly, you like you have a podcast about Crosby, Stills, Nash, and sometimes Young, which is very thorough. But I feel it. Yeah, go ahead. But, I'm going to check out "Only a Fool Would Say That." Yeah, that's the one we're going to strap it to. 
Yeah. But I'm not going to check it out right now. I want to talk to you. Okay, yeah. Good. Screw it. Well, my friend, you're the best. What's 2021 going to be for you? Man, I want to, honestly, it's kind of it's kind of funny, but I think about how I want to get out there to uh, make some music where you're at. But in the, in the, right now I'm just doing it at home. And honestly, I, I literally have, I guess, equivalent to like Philly Boy Royce style. I have like, you know what Delco is? Delaware County? I don't know. I literally have like more of a Delco Philly accent from just being stuck here. Okay. I've noticed it. I don't know. But anyway, so here, I, here I'm stuck here, but I want to be out there. Often I think of that song, that Everclear song, like, Lonely dream of the West Coast. <laughs> but, you know, like me and you, we could get a place together, but, you know, we can live Both dire hair blonde, like Art Alex Coxix. I am reminded of your face. It's like, I love it, like, well, let's do it. Let's start an Art Alacoxis tribute oh. band. No, that reminds me, actually, you know how you make your, your loops? Have you been doing your loops lately? Because I want to I start an acid house band with you. <laughs> All right, let's do it. I'll do some loops. You play on top of the loops. Yeah, like... You, you ever listen to Primal Scream, the the popular album, the Screamadelica? Yeah, Screamadelica, like certain yeah. songs there, like that song. Uh, we we, we want to get loaded. We want to have a good time. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Now we can do that. We'll do. Uh, we'll do our. We'll do like a a, a down home American version of Primal Scream. Yeah. Look. If we get out of this pandemic, man, we everybody's got to do their dream. You get out of this thing. We've got big plans. We, me and you both got big plans. I, I see where you're going. You, you see where I'm going. I see where you're going. We're going to go together. Yeah, how many strikes do we have? You got none. You got no strikes. Uh, I got no strikes, but you got two. I got two. Got two. That's how it goes. I'm ready. I'll take right. it. I got I got two. All right, sweetheart. I'm going to get out of here. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, see you. All right, bye, Kurt. Bye. And that's a rock star. This guy's a rock star. He gets it. All right. Thanks, everybody who listened. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Brett. Um. And thanks, everybody who called the Steely Dan fans who tried to Talk me into it. I get the passion. That's what I can say. Do I get the music? No, I know. I tried. But did I start off in one place and end it in another? Yes, I did. And that's why I wrote a little song I'd like to sing to all you guys. I think that I forget how this song goes. No, now I got it. Okay. You guys love the Dan, Steely Dan, and I wrote a little something for you, and we'll talk to you next week. We're going to go out on this. This is for my Steely Dan fans who called tonight to try to convince me that they're good. 
and this is where I'm at. Steely Dan sucks, that's what your boy Tommy thinks. You fans think they're great, but I know they really stink. It seems like only yesterday my friends knew they blew their pretension condescension but that's all in the past now I'm the fool the one that is not on board you're all clearly high thinking that you know the score so useless to ask you why I guess I'm saxophone dedicated my life to jazz and these smug eggheads got rich off my craft I'd beat them black and blue they got a name for the blowhards in the world they call them steely damn fans the band is named after a dildo why not go to can. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the best show. We will be back next week. 